What if you really can have it all? No, really. What if everything you think you desire is only a starting point for the life you are truly capable of creating? On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, we will explore topics from magic to practical step-by-step processes and everything in between. There's no place we won't go, nothing too ridiculous or weird, in the quest to live life as grand as possible. Hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer are the embodiment of Opposites Attract. Collectively, they're the summation of Megan's big vision, coupled with Suzanne's knack of her details. Partnered in love and in business for the last five years, they're taking co-creation to a whole new level. Join Megan and Suzanne for Love, Life, and All Things Weird, where we will talk about living a life that's inspired, overflowing, and completely awesome. commercial except we're going to have to update it sweets because we're almost together six years now i know it wow mm-hmm. awesome yeah i love it too i dance in my seat all the time <laughs> oh, who do we think we are to have such an awesome commercial i know <laughs> <laughs> who do we think we are to have such an awesome life and an awesome radio show an awesome radio host I and know. Traveling around the world. Oh, goodness gracious. I know. We must think really highly of ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? The thing about it is, is you kind of have to. Like, you have to think highly of yourself to reach for more. And and really, that's the the crux of our show today is um, all of the messages that, that we've either heard growing up or we've told ourselves about why we can't reach for more, why we can't stand taller, why we can't say, hey, I want more. And um, and so... Why we can't be as great as we truly are. Like why, like all of those ways in which we've settled for a smaller life, but also for like expressing only pieces of ourselves, you know, instead of the greatness that we, we truly are. So... Um, yeah, we're we're here to bust that up today. Bam, we're gonna do it. Bust it up. So, <laughs> I, so I want to talk about like where these messages come from. And I loved your post on Facebook, hun, where you kind of asked, you know, if it, any of these messages sound familiar, who do you think you are? Who are you to fill in the blank? I can't yet. I need more. That's one of my favorite. I need one more training. That I can. <laughs> uh, I've taken that a little to the extreme this year. I'm uh, afraid I'm a fraud. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm selfish to want all of that. Um, and I'm wondering, like, like, why, number one, do we buy into that? Where Where is it coming from? Why Why in the hell do we believe that? So Any of that. Any of it. So the first thing that I want to remind people of is the light and heavy tool. So for people that haven't been listening to our show, when something's true, it feels light. When something's a lie or has a lie attached to it, it will feel heavy. Do any of those phrases feel light in any blah. way? Blah. They're all blah. Blah. <laughs> blah. blah. <laughs> lies, I say. Lies. <laughs> so what? So I want to talk a little bit about that, and and some of it comes from family and society, and some of it comes from, and I 
uh, past life, which I'll let you go into because you're that past life expert on the show. Mm -hmm. And for those of you who don't quite understand the whole past life thing or don't not sure if you believe about that, um, you could even look at it through uh, genetics and the DNA and like what's passed down through our family lines. So Mm -hmm. you want to talk a little bit about like kind of the stuff that's that's kind of a little bit more esoteric that really factors in here to this. Yeah, yeah. So for, and we're speaking to the people who are magic and who have a lot of gifts and talents and capacities and and yet, you know, we're either in the closet or not being as big and visible and as impactful as we can be. And so, you know, in in whether you believe in past lives or not, you know, if you were really weird, you know, if you were really like, um, out there um, in our society, you were ostracized, you were killed. Like I've been burned as a witch, you know. So, um, pretty. I feel how so many, sad about that. Yeah, it kind of sucked. But like, mm-hmm. how many lifetimes have we actually been brave enough to kind of stick our neck out? And then what happened? You know, either we were shunned or punished or killed. And so all of that energy from those past lives, all of that, um, and even from our, if you don't believe in past lives, our ancestors who experienced that, like that if you weren't the same and normal as everyone else, then you would be kicked out and punished or put to death. So when we, in this lifetime, you know, in our current experience of like, stepping out of our comfort zone and going for a bigger life, there's those fears. A lot of them are unconscious fears of like, ooh, if I do this, then somebody will judge me. If I do this, then somebody won't like me. If I do this, then they'll, you know, they'll cast me out. And especially um, it happens with our families. Like we, and a lot of us end up choosing families that, um, that are, that are kind of, living a limited reality and we're we chose those families to kind of step up and step out and um and hopefully empower and change their family system but in the process we can really get that message like you know last week we were talking about this um like you're way too big for your britches like i remember getting that message when i was like three or four years old i wanted to like go out and play and be by myself and wander in the neighborhood and go to my friend's house right and my mom would be like you're way too big for you're acting way too big for your britches right so like who are you to think that at four years old you can go wander around the neighborhood right so these messages kind of come fast and furiously you know, from the get-go, and it's not only from past life stuff, but it's also our own current family system. And society, Mm -hmm. by the way, you know, Mm -hmm. like society is, you know, that I love the analogy of the crab in the bucket. If you watch a whole ton of crabs in a bucket, and I have witnessed this because I have been crab fishing before, and I've had a whole ton of crabs in a bucket, and when a crab gets to the very top, the other crabs at the bottom will pull it down. And it's this constant process of crabs fighting to get to the top only for the bottom crabs to pull the top ones down. And that's what we have energetically a lot in our society. Do you want to speak about that, babe? Of course I do, sweetie. Because the version how 
because that's how crabs do it, right? They they get their little claws up. They use what they have that will work to bring the other crabs back down, okay? So we don't have claws, like at least, well, I guess if you didn't. Some of us do. You know, I see those girls with the really long nails, and that gets really scary for me sometimes. I go, ooh. <laughs> um, <laughs> any noodle. Um, but in lieu of claws, we use the the weapon that we have, which is words. And one of the things that happens is everybody has greatness in them. We all have greatness in them. And if you haven't chosen that you're going to be accountable for your own greatness, for your own capacities and gifts that you came here with, then you cannot and will not be able to stand somebody who's exhibiting some aspect of their greatness because it brings you up against that your unwillingness to be that and if everybody plays the same and like settles down and and plays status quo then the people that are wanting to play it safe they never get triggered and so they actually if you start willy-nilly rising above the crowd um, people in your world will start to say things to try to hook you back down again because it makes them very uncomfortable. This same phenomena happens in recovery work. Um, like in AA, they tell people uh, that are just coming out of treatment centers to absolutely not go anywhere near your drinking buddies. And that's not just because like, oh, they're drinking and you'll want to drink. It's actually because of this crab bucket uh, scenario that happens where all the people who are still choosing to drink and don't want to believe that they can quit <laughs> um, or want to take accountability for having something different in their lives, they will taunt the person who's sober and call them names and say, oh, you think you're better than us? You think you're all that because you're sober now. And I actually experienced that when I first went into my healing because I was partying all the time. Like my friends, like that's all we did was party. And I like, I didn't know how to be in those environments and not like get stinking crazy drunk. And so I separated myself for a while so that I could like do this healing work. I remember the first party that I came back to and everybody's like, oh, so you think you're all that because you don't drink now? And I was like, well, it's not that I don't drink. It's just I'm not choosing that right now. Right. But I just I felt that I felt this like um, uh, like who do you think you are stuff. And as I began to own my capacities, my friends called me witch and they called me weird and they called me everything else. Uh, behind my back right and it's like it's and I've gone through that every time I've reached for higher ground there's somebody in my world that throws an anchor out and oh by the way if if no one's there to throw that anchor out to throw me back down then I'll do it to myself mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the reason that we then adopt that internally number one is what Suzanne's talking about is we have other lives where we were killed for owning our greatness and capacities uh, we have family generational things where like, okay, like grandpappy tried something new and like he lost the family fortune, right? Grandpappy. It's like he went, grandpappy, <laughs> you know, decided to invest in lug nuts or something and like whatever, you know, like some swamp land in Florida and things went down. And so he said, okay, like, you know what, like we have to protect ourselves from these crazy weird wild willy dreams right 
And so um, we have all of these messages. So you ha also have, we have the survival brain that I call the croc brain. It's the reptilian brain. And it's a very small part of our brain. And its job is to keep everything the same always because it feels like it can protect us, keep us safe, and keep us alive if it's very familiar with the environment. And so it's like there's all of those things coupled together create this sort of glass ceiling for a lot of us where it feels like it's so hard to get above it because even if no one in our life is saying we can't, we're saying we can't. And it's like, whoo, we. So we, we're going to do a lot of clearing today. We're going to do like really look at all of these barriers we've placed for ourselves that keep us from truly being who we are and and, and being as great as we are. Yeah, yeah, because it, it's, it's crazy, like this whole, how across the board this is, you know, with every client that I see, with every client that you see, with everybody that I know, that there is this glass ceiling of like, wow, I'm going to outshine somebody you know, I'm going to, like, be disloyal to my family. Like, I'm going to have to leave um, people behind, you know. I'm going to have to abandon my friends um, or other people in my life because I'm moving into something greater, you know. So, I, like, consider all the ways in which this is playing out in your life, you know, because, quite frankly, it is um, a rebel move. It's a rebel move to rise above all of this stuff and to continue to up-level and go for more. It's a rebel move. And so I think we have a lot of rebels in our world, don't we, darling? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we tend to pull them in, don't we? Don't mm -hmm. know why that is. Sure yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so then what happens as we sort of – because here's the dealio, guys. Um, we all – came in with a knowing of who we truly were mm -hmm. and like you know however long we kept that we could have like <laughs> gave it up in utero we could have gave it up at four like but there was a time where we all knew about the abundance of the universe we knew that we came here for greatness we knew it every cell of our being we knew it and what we did was we gave up the loyalty to our own knowing for the loyalty of our family and society. And even though we knew better, we knew that light was truth. We chose the density of the limitation of this reality, both to fit in and, and to try to stay safe. And for whatever reason, we went against our knowing. And so we, we've convicted ourselves of these imaginary crimes, the imaginary mm -hmm. crime of outshining <laughs> The imaginary crime of being disloyal. It's like if in your family system, the rule is we're poor, but we're spiritual and you go and create wealth. There's an energetic feeling of being disloyal to your family. Right. So it's like we've got these imaginary crimes that we have uh, in full conviction of uh, it will have to leave somebody. We're going to be abandoning people if we choose the life and living we truly want. And so, like, um, the imaginary crime of having too much fun for some of us, right? We have all of these imaginary crimes. And so, um, everywhere you're... I had you're that one. Which one? I had the, the one about, like, because my family, my parents were very serious. And they were very, very hard workers. 
you know, mm-hmm. so serious and such hard workers, just constantly working, 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 right? And so it was so valued in my family system to be, you know, to have the work ethic and to be very serious about life. And so I didn't really give that up until I got together with you. Um, but I would, like, literally be at family parties kind of just, like, like laughing and, like, really just being super kind of nutty and crazy and there would be these looks like, wow, okay, you know, what's, what's she on? You know, like, she's a little too happy. She's a little too, having a little too much fun, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it comes out in all kinds of crazy ways. Mm-hmm. So everywhere you made it more vital to be loyal to limitation over your knowing of what is actually possible. Can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyonds. How much have you betrayed your own knowing to be loyal to the density of the lies of this reality? Mm-hmm. Everything that brings up and lets down, can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyonds. Cool. So, In all of the messages, who are you to? I need more of this. I'm not good enough yet. I'm a fraud. I'm so selfish. Um, You think you're better than me? All that brings up, all those messages, and, and in particular, the little hook that always seems to work for you to pull you back to your proper size and station. Can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyond. So I want to talk about that. Your survival brain, we'll come back to the croc brain a little bit. It's going to use whatever works. So whatever your society or your classmates or your family use, that message that actually worked to pull you back down into the bucket again, that's the one that your survivor brain knows absolutely without a doubt that if it pokes you there, and if it pulls, if it says that thing, that you'll stop playing as big, that you'll withdraw a little, that you'll tone it down a little, that you won't get too far out of reach. Like our original name for the show was too big for your britches, right? It's like, it's like if you start getting a little too big for your britches, it's the, that thing, that thing that, that comes from your brain that says, oh, well, comparison is one for me, right? It's like, well, you know, if I was really as good as the people that, you know, I think I'm as good at, then I would have the same kind of following they have. So I must not be as good. So then I have to go back to my, oh, I must need more, ba bum ba bum right? And so that comparison thing comes up and it will pull me back a little bit. Like it will kind of help stop me in my tracks a little bit. And why does my brain keep using that? Because it freaking works. But you have to know that this is all on automation. This has been on automatic pilot for years, maybe lifetimes. It's the thing that will always pull you back in the bucket. So what is that for you? And um, we're going to be going on break here in about 30 seconds. And I just wanted to have everybody that's listening, everybody in the chat room, like I want you to just take a second and go, what is that thing that I tell myself or that I hear from other people that that I just contract a little bit 
I, I may not even totally leave the game, but I start playing a little bit smaller and, and, and down to size. And let's do a big clearing on that when we come back. See you guys in a minute. Don't forget to dance. Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career. Where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or, Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word. And. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, life, and all things weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 613-800-8736 or Skype us at a2zen.fm. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to suzannepstoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome, 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 welcome back, everybody, to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. And we're here. I'm Suzanne, and we've got Megan, and we're talking about who do you think you are? And all of the other messages that you tell yourself or that you hear from other people that keeps you playing small, that keeps you in limitation, that keeps you from really stepping out and doing and living the life that you really, really, truly desire. Hmm. Good stuff, man. Mm-hmm. 
You know, it's interesting. Um, I know today is like pre-Thanksgiving, but I also noticed that there's like, um, like even like our usual people aren't here in the chat room. And so like, I'm just wondering about this topic and how we're responding to it. Right. It's like, um, how scary it really is to face into our greatness. Right. It's like that poem that I believe was originally Marianne Williamson that, um, uh, that Nelson Mandela read at his inaugural speech, right? It's not our darkness that most scares us. It's our light. And I think that, you know, when I, who do you think you are? Like it now kind of brings that up for me is like who I am. Who do I think I am? Oh my God, I'm awesome. Right. It's like, that's actually what we're really afraid to face into most of us have gotten super comfy with I suck you know like <laughs> we're just like like pigs in shit spinning around in that stuff right is like uh you know getting all stunk up and 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 that is really really comfortable for us right and I um you and I were watching that movie Rudy this weekend in lava and um I, I don't know how many people have seen it. If you haven't seen this movie, you guys, you've got to see this movie because this is such a great example. It's about this little dude in the Midwest. He was five foot six and 150 pounds. And his family like worked in this mill. And that's what his whole family did. He got a family of like 13 or something like that. And that's where they are all expected to go after high school. But they were big Nord Notre Dame fans. And he was sitting around, you know, with the family watching a Notre Dame game. And he was probably 10 or 11 years old. And he's like, I'm going to play for them. And I'm going to go to Notre Dame. And everybody just laughed at him. And in fact, like his brother, like was super mean about it. And it was really interesting. I mean, I probably bawled at least six times through that movie. And at the end, like a ton. But this guy just like he knew. There was something in him where he did not deny his knowing about that's who he was meant to be, that he was meant to go on that path. And it like there was no one that supported him. Everybody told him that he was like up in the freaking night uh, other than he had a best friend. But the best friend died. The one supporter like got taken out and, you know, and he continued he continued to believe in himself and to go for it and to take the next steps. And he, he ended up um, actually playing for Notre Dame. He was on the scrub team for a long time, but he actually suited for the very last game of his senior year. And he's was the last, he got carried off the field. He actually was only on the field for a minute, but he got a sack while he was on the field. Like he just was tenacious and like, they that was in that game was in 1975 and they said that there's never been anybody since that's been carried off that field in the way that he was and it's just like it was such a like uh it just hit me so hard like you know all the times i've actually let somebody's like discount of me that i've let that in that i've allowed that lie like i i grieved for every time i did that and didn't stand up for my own knowing mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, it was funny because we were in Lava Hot Springs doing a downtime weekend and being in the hot pools and stuff. And it was Megan and I and my sister, Lori. And what, like, we've never even watched that movie ever. And it's like, so what we're about. (laughs) I know. I know. Well, and that's kind of what I'm saying, right, honey? It's like, this is who we are. But it's mm-hmm. like we've, we organize our life to keep ourselves at this certain station, I guess, for lack of a better word, or this certain level. And it's like we unconsciously will avoid things that will actually help us get to that next level sometimes, mm-hmm. right? And it's like things that would actually, like, you know, push us to actually own that greatness. Sometimes we just like put our hand up and don't even realize, right? I mean, I mean, the movie is such a simple thing, like how easy it is. And I've heard people talk about that movie forever. It's considered one of the top 10 inspirational movies of all time or something, right? And it's like, so why haven't I picked it up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I think that it speaks to that fear that we have of really Owning the knowing of who of our greatness and who we truly be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it, we've bought into the limited reality that we were shown, you know, and like we've made that more true than what we mm-hmm. know and then what mm-hmm. we know about the greatness of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I want to do that that uh, clearing again, how much have you betrayed your own knowing to be loyal to the density of the lies of this reality? Everything that is times Godzillion Kui on Create and Destroy It. Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyonds. I have another one. What have you made so vital about living as and through this reality as all you have that keeps you choosing, keeps you from choosing the greatness of you. Mm-hmm. Everything that is times a gazillion, can we uncreate and destroy it, please? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pawn and pock, all nine, boys, shorts, and beyonds. I want to read that one again. What if you made so vital about living uh, as though this reality is all you have that keeps you from choosing the greatness of you? Mm-hmm. Everything that is, everything doesn't allow you to choose the greatness of you. Everywhere that you're scared that you'd be all alone if you choose the greatness of you, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyonds. Because all of those messages are just judgment. You know, it's just lies and judgment. And so you're buying into the judgment. Right, darling? Yes, sweetie. Yeah, I was actually just taking a big breath while you were talking. And it's like, where have we made judgment more real than our greatness? Everything that is, times a gazillion, can we uncreate and destroy it, please? Mm-hmm. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyonds. Yeah, yeah, wow. I just, like, I think that's why I kind of stopped there. I was like, this sort of thing was coming through. It's like, wow, every time we choose judgment, we make that more real. Then, and we, in that, we disavow our being. We disavow our greatness. We disavow our capacities. Mm-hmm. Wow. Ooh. So everywhere that we've used judgment, 
to disavow our very being. Can we uncreate and destroy that, please? Yes. Whew, right, wrong, good, bad, pot of pock, all nine boys, shorts, and beyonds. Whew. Ha. Ah, so I, it was interesting because I, I, uh, as you know, yours, with the is it? Huh? That's not yours uh, at all. No, no, I don't have any of that. My, I'm over here like I feel like oh my gosh, I'm so hot. I just, I'm boiling and I'm, I'm like flipping my arms like a freaking flipper, you know, just boom, 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 boom. Like, whoa, it feels heavy. And I, I really put out the energy in this show to not just be, uh, for the, the, the live people. Cause in, in, in internet radio land, most of your listens come through downloads. So today I was like really tuning into the people who would be listening, like not just the people that were here live today. And um, as I spoke that, I just felt like the heavy, I literally felt heaviness of like thousands of people. Like it was like, whoa, dude, right? And it's like, what if we, we literally gave judgment, like um, we just stopped paying attention to it. <laughs> we just stopped making it real. And what if we made our being, our potential, our possibility, our greatness, what if greatness was your priority and you had no regard for judgment? What if greatness was your priority and you had no regard for judgment? Mm -hmm. Everything that brings up, can we uncreate and destroy it? Yes. Right, wrong, good, bad, pot and pock, all nine boys, shorts and beyonds. So yeah, what will it take? <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I wanted to do the clearing everywhere you've decided that your greatest gift to the world is the amount of judgment that you can heap upon yourself and others. Can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes! <laughs> <laughs> right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Like, who, whatever. Like, who, who decided that? That limitation and judgment was the most important was the the best thing that we could do. It's just, it, it's kind of ridiculous when you think about it. And yet we've, all of us have bought into it and at some level, right? We have made that the priority. We have made like somebody else judging us, like, and the fear of that so much more powerful than stepping into our greatness. Like, do you know how many times I've heard clients say to me, well, I w I'm scared to do that. I'm scared to do that because I'm afraid of what people will think. You know, like other people's judgment is more important than our own integrity, our own expression, our own greatness, our own gifts, our own expression of our talents and capacities. Like, really? It's so ridiculous. And I lived that what? way for a lot of years. I lived that way just hiding, like hidden, not visible. Like, um, so I've been through my own process of, of making judgments so big and so real that I would be so afraid to do anything, to step out of my little life and say, hey, I desire more. Like to step out of this little expression and be like, hey, I am more. I want to be more. I choose more. 
I want it all, God damn it. I want it all. I'm having it all. Whatever that version is, however that changes next year or the year after that, I am having it all because that is what I choose, that is what is what I desire, and that's what I want to inspire in others. See, this is the thing, guys. You've got to get this. Like, I, maybe you don't have to get this, but um, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm asking you to get this. I'm asking you to 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 get this, that it is not about either or. See, we're so afraid to step out and be great because we think that that means somebody else will be less, right? That if I'm more, that means somebody will be less. If I have a lot of money, then other people will have less money. It's about either or in this reality. That's the limitation and the lie that we've bought into. That if we're abundant and if we're successful and if we're in connection and love and if we have a fucking awesome life, then somehow somebody else goes without. And it's just ridiculous because the truth is, is when you step into your passion and when you step into your greatness, it inspires everybody around you to do the same. And everybody can have a piece of that pie. Everybody can have that. Like everybody can step into more because there is greater because we have an expanding universe that supports us, that is infinitely creative and more. So when we play small, we inspire others to play small. And when we play big, we inspire others to play big. And I'm just sick of playing a small life. And I am so ready to just be like, I claim my having it all life. I claim the end. Like, I want to live my best life and inspire every person out there to live theirs. How, what kind of world would we live in if we were all playing that game? Can I get an amen? I, I didn't even <laughs> want to say anything. I didn't want to stop the train. Because it's like, hallelujah, brothers and sisters, praise be to Allah and God and Buddha and whoever else, like, you might pray to. Like, woo, sister, speaking in front of the rafters. I fucking love that. I was like, I, I was almost in tears there, babes. Like, I could yeah. feel you, like, not just doing a show just then. Like, I could feel you claiming your life just then in a bigger yes. way. And it makes me so happy. <laughs> Like, every time you do that, I don't want you to play small. And you know what, guys? The people in your life really don't want you to play small. They're just scared. They're just scared of their own greatness. So allow their judgment. Their judgment is just their own fear. Just don't take it on. You know? Like, I am so, like, every time you reach for more, hun, I just can't. There's this uprising in me that I'm like, go, go. Go, right? And really, like, how many people in your life are actually saying that to you? And by the time it comes out of their little, like, fear holes, right, then it comes out like, huh, really? Hmm, you sure are traveling a lot this year. Maybe that's their muted expression of go, girl. You know, like, <laughs> but by the time it's coming through all their filters, <laughs> you know, and there was this, this uh, uh, work that I did years ago uh, with Gary Acevedo and, and um, he, his main program was called The Awakening and, and I, it was a really awesome experience. It was a retreat. 
where you really went in and, and got to the core of an, having an experience of who you really are. And, you know, it was so powerful to see over and over and over again that every one of us who showed up who thought we were broken and didn't dare open this door because we were thought that we would see for sure now we're broken, right? Um, every one of us, like, had this magnificence that came out. And everyone in the room is like, go, go. And, like, ha watching somebody fight for that is like the most beautiful thing on this planet. And it really is what's going to require to change our earth. It's what's required to change everything. Because you know what, guys, you can recycle till the cows come home. If you don't own your greatness and be that greatness on this planet, um, then you're creating toxins in your body and, in, and on the planet. Like this is really what's required for change. And I noticed that I'm going on. So um, how about we go for a little dance break and we come back and we talk, have some more fun. Yes. Okay. See you in a minute. Most people live in the land of either or. It's a scary and meager place where one can have either a happy relationship or a successful career where we can have either lots of time and no money or lots of money and no time to spend it. On Love, Life, and All Things Weird, Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer bring you inspiration, awesome tools for transformation, and full permission to claim your most ridiculous life. Together, they are the embodiment of opposites attract, and the result is true synergistic power. Finding yourself roadside in either or? Megan and Suzanne are here to reintroduce you to one very powerful three-letter word, and. Simple? Yes. Effective? Absolutely. Welcome to the land of and. Listen to Love, Life, and All Things Weird every Wednesday at 12 p.m. noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on A2Zen.fm. What would you say if I told you that you could change your life in only one hour and all while lying down relaxing? Thousands of people all over the world have. What am I talking about? It's called Access Consciousness The Bars. The Bars is an energetic body process that contains 32 different points on your head that when run assist you in releasing decisions about any area of your life that you have made solid and as a result cannot change. The Bars is the first class in Access Consciousness a dynamic set of tools and information designed to transform any area of your life. When you have a bar session, the worst that can happen is you feel like you had a fantastic massage. The best thing that can happen is your whole life could change. Go to accessconsciousness.com today to find a facilitator to schedule a private session or to find a bars class in your area. Are you willing to give yourself an hour to change your life? Love, Life, and All Things Weird with hosts Megan Silito and Suzanne Stoffer. Are you scratching your head a bit? Let's chat. Call into the program today and let's find some answers. If you're in the U.S., call 815-880-8255. In Canada, call 
A2Zen.FM. You can also send questions or comments by sending an email to Suzanne P. Stoffer at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody. We are Love Life and All Things Weird. I'm Suzanne with Megan. And, you know, I'm on my soapbox today speaking to, like, the church and the choir and, you know, whoever else will listen about really claiming the greatness that is you and claiming the life that having it all life that you want and owning and expressing who you really are in the biggest expression that you can do and that that is what the planet needs and that is what your family needs and that is what our children and grandchildren need and that's what that's what it's going to that's what's going to change the world so just you know only small insignificant ha. unimportant things right right <laughs> sweetie i've just found a poem that had a huge impact on me years and years ago and i I read it sometimes and it always makes me cry and I it so like fits with our show today. It was first read by a really awesome amazing man and friend of mine Eric McGraw and um it just it just touched me to the core and, and if it's okay I'd like to read it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Would you like to be brilliant? Not just, I don't mean just outstanding. I mean the sort of thing that would separate you, really separate you from others. Just, would you like to be brilliant? A reservoir, a flood, with a kind of light inside you that other people, do you know what I'm saying? They find hard to look at. See, understand, like a certain pain, like a fire, like brilliant. Even if it meant, well, alone, being alone. More than graceful, more than funny, more than very good or competent, like fire, light on snow, brilliant, so intense that, I mean, really, don't you think we slow ourselves down for other people? Haven't you at times wondered or thought that? What if either of us or you or I never stopped ourselves, never slowed ourselves, allowed resistance? Can you imagine the light? The velocity that we might, oh, I want to be brilliant at at least one thing. Don't you want that too? Don't you think you could be? Don't you think you could startle something in the world? I want to be amazing. I think you could be amazing. I'm trying, please, to think about these things, that's all. I'm, I'm trying to think. I see things happening. I feel a doorway. I feel I'm at a door ready to walk in or out of some house. You see, I see things getting very choices. Yes, we're talking choices. And I'm not settling. I love it. <laughs> Woo! I love that the poem ends with choices, and I actually haven't read that poem for years and it's interesting for me this last year I would say that I was telling somebody the other day um, 
the two biggest things I've gotten from going down the access trainings and, and moving into facilitators training uh, is this awareness of what choice actually is. I've been teaching about choice forever. I feel like this is the first time in my life I've really gotten what choice is. Choice is the magic wand of freedom. It, 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 everything that, every aspect of who is sitting here listening to this right now is a culmination of choices. And it's time to choose greater. It, it, brilliance is a choice. It's not something that's bestowed upon you. This idea that, like, there's certain people that are bestowed with brilliance. There you are, Mozart. You are bestowed, you know, and it's like, no, like brilliance is chosen. Brilliance is chosen and it's practiced. And it's like, I mean, it's like it absolutely every part of brilliance is a choice. Why? Because we're all brilliant. Our being is radiant. It, our being is on fire. It already is. And whether we choose that or not in this reality really depends on uh, on whether we're going to bring that forward or not. If we don't choose it, then it doesn't come forward. It doesn't mean that we aren't brilliant. It just means we didn't choose it today. Well, and what I want to say about this is, yeah, it's absolutely about choice. So what is a choice? What is one little choice that you could take today, that you could take within this hour to Step into more of who you are, more of your brilliance. Like, what would the next little itty-bitty step be? Right? I mean, it starts, you start there. Like, you know, these brilliant people in our world, they started where they were. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was, um, uh, in October, I played a game on Facebook and lots of people uh, listening to the show played it. Um, but it basically, I called it Audacious October 1% Gain. And the whole point was all day long to choose 1% greater and or to actually choose with 1% more greatness, right? So either choose greater or be 1% percent greater like throughout the day in every choice that you made it's like right now I'm asking okay how could I be one percent more impactful right now and sometimes you don't even know what that is like when you say what's one little step right we kind of go into computation a lot um, with that instead of going okay like what would it be like to just choose one percent more brilliance right now and just mm-hmm. see what shows up you know what would it take for me to choose one percent greater what would it take for me to have one percent more impact more presence, right? And it really is that practice because we're so used to choosing either in a descending form or a lateral form. Like we choose laterally a lot rather than choosing Mm -hmm. vertically. And, And it's something, as I said, it's a practice. We have to practice being brilliant. We have to practice being great because we haven't allowed very much of that to come through us into this reality. And it really, the the being, the greatness and the magnitude of the being that you truly are wants to play on this planet. Are you going to let it Mm -hmm. through? It's all up Mm -hmm. to you. It's not your job to judge whether it's enough or not enough or hooty, hooty, hoo. Like, that's all crap. That's all lies. 
That's all your little crock brain. So, you know, can you have less regard for that and more regard for your greatness? Mm-hmm. You're preaching, darling. I am. I got, I. that was my turn. 1% greater, people. That's all we're asking. So what would it be like to, so here's the thing. So for a lot of us, this choosing greater brings us up against, okay, like the betrayal of the family and all that stuff. So here, this is actually, uh, I've turned it into a question, but it was an uh, an affirmation or a, a statement of affirmation uh, that I learned originally from Gay Hendricks that, um, like, I probably said this every day for about six months to myself uh, when I was really in that place of it's time to go beyond where I've let myself go before. And I just mm-hmm. turned it into a question because I, I think questions are, are more potent for me right now. They, they resonate more with me. So the question is, what will it take to expand in abundance, success, and love every day as I inspire those around me to do the same? So here's the dealio, guys. If you choose greater, then you become a different possibility for your friends and family. They'll either choose greater because they see now that it's possible or they'll get scared and run away for a while. Maybe they'll come back and choose greater later. Like earlier in the show when I was talking about my friends that kind of dissociated from me when I started to like own my gifts and and start my journey in consciousness, a lot of them started showing up in my classrooms five, six, seven years later, and and they went, what are you, what are you doing? You seem happier, and this this party lifestyle that I'm living isn't really giving me what I thought it was giving me. And what are you doing, right? And it really surprised me who showed up. The people I thought would eventually show up never did, and the people that I never thought would show up did. Like you just never know who you could be an inspiration for. You don't know who's waiting for you to choose greater so they can see greater for themselves. Because sometimes people just don't know there's greater choice available. And how will they know it unless we be it? What if Mm -hmm. our being great is an invitation, not uh, an abandonment? Mm -hmm. Yes. So I'm going to say that statement again. What will it take to expand? And I would like, you know, put this on your bulletin board. Put it on your rearview mirror. Put it wherever. Like... I have this uh, reminder system in my phone where I get like fun questions and stuff every day. What will it take to expand in abundance, success and love every day as I inspire those around me to do the same? That's the and. It's not either or. It's totally an and. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. So next week we're in Australia. Yeah. But we'll be back after that. We're going to go live from Australia in two weeks because we're going to be in an airplane next week. So they'll be, hey, bye now. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Love, Life, and All Things Weird. Megan and Suzanne will be back next Wednesday at noon Eastern Standard Time, 11 a.m. Central, 10 a.m. Mountain, and 9 a.m. Pacific on AtoZen.fm. Be sure to tune in for more tips on how to live in the land of and and claim your marvelous, magical life. 